Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special edition of Modified Roles. I am the intro person at Troy. I feel like a special guest at this point because it's been so long, but we have two special guests with us today, Kent and Alex, who recently joined us on our escapades to Gen Con. So today we will be talking about our excursion to Gen Con, uh, the do's, the don'ts, all of the incredible and exciting things about Gen Con, and first and foremost, what it is. Uh, we have Amber and myself, uh, Blissbot, beep boop, <laughs> and Jess representing Team Wholesome. All of the adults are gone today, so oh. we'll see what happens today. We'll see how organized. Hi, everybody. Thing. Kristen and Sarah, the adults of the group, are gone. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, don't know what to do. We're unsupervised. <laughs> Enjoy. Rainy, we did an outline. Be proud of us. oh i love it so uh just to give everybody a quick quick background um obviously y'all know jess and myself and amber um kent and alex are longtime friends of ours they belong to i think jess and amber you guys play um various games with uh kent like D &D, pathfinder all that stuff it's a member of the home group y'all And Alex was actually one of the OGs before Amber and I were even part of the group. He was, he's like the OG OG, he's BC OG. So, um, I don't know what BC stands for in this case. My middle school days when I first got into Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. He moved to Florida, but he's still cool. And he still joins us on RPG adventures. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) Some might argue he's cooler because he's from Florida. No, no, of course no. I'm not. I'm oh, not from Florida. Opposite. I just <laughs> want to mention that. Okay, I'm from Rhode Island. Right. Florida considers himself a Rhode Island I, person. I tolerate Florida. Florida. Okay. He does wrestle. So. He does wrestle alligators. Though. I think that's all of America. Yeah, know, <laughs> America sure. tolerates Florida. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, go ahead. Does anyone want to? Yeah. Does anyone want to do a quick intro into what is Gen Con for those that don't know? Blasphemy. Um, give them the quick rundown. I know one thing. It used to be the Geneva Convention. Wait, really? Because of the Geneva oh Convention. My God, yes. So yeah. Wait, what? What? I didn't know was, that. Because it, it was in Lake Geneva. Lake Geneva. Yeah. Yes. And so it was Geneva Convention. And then when then they were like, hey, you can't do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can't. So true. Yeah. Especially with the number of war crimes committed in Finland. Play at Gen Con. <laughs> I know. You know what? It's probably still less than war crimes that are committed in the world. You know, so <laughs> definitely, definitely. So uh. basically, guys, uh, Gen Con is a four-day uh, gaming event. It's basically a gaming convention, but it the focuses one in North America. Yep, it's the largest one in North America. It focuses on tabletop role-playing games specifically, and probably board games. Uh, I think it moved look say it again, Ken. Trading card games as well. Oh, and training card games. Yeah, yeah. It's basically a lot of games that aren't like video games or computer games. Mm. Uh it used to be in a different location. It's not at Lake Geneva anymore. I think I can't remember where it was. It started with Dungeons and Dragons like back in the day, like 50, 60 years ago. 55 years ago. 55 years ago. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> Good That's why job. We bring our special guests I love how our guests back. know more. They're more prepared than we are. We're just Thank fucking winging sure. it. This was just stuff that we learned when we were there. It, there were 55s literally on all of the I walls, you guys. I did not notice a single 55 at the convention level. Oh no, I keep cutting Kent off. Say that again, Kent. 
<laughs> I said, Jess doesn't look at people or things. So. Correct. I do not look at anything. I'm lucky that I haven't fallen into a trash can. She's too busy looking at herself in every reflective surface. I don't do that, but Same, I'm Jess. Same. So, <laughs> I look at all of the things because I don't want to look at the people. So like when there are people around, then I'm just like staring at the walls, like reading the stuff. So it's, it's, it's similar, but different. Yeah. It's Speaking so funny things. that she says that because she does it so much more than I do. I like Speaking- never do that. Speaking of things, I do want to give a quick shout out to Alex's badass pair of Converse's that he bought for Gen Con. Shit, that's oh, right. They yes. were beautiful. Fucking yes. awesome. They, they were, were like, yeah, they were wonderful. I, they I'm were a big... the, the pride collection. So yeah. they had the, the rainbows on the bottom and the rainbows on the top. They're just rainbows everywhere. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And you found great. out after the fact they could be engraved and yes. then for no yes. additional cost. Oh, and no. you were like, God damn Can it. you send yeah, them back been... and get them engraved? Uh, no well no, it was it was like customized like i don't know i'd like how yeah, the yeah embroidered was, or whatever but, uh, yeah so it's you know what, what are you gonna do I, you know i'm not gonna <laughs> say it literally it took me like eight weeks to get them in the first place so at least they made it for john con yeah they did yeah yeah john con is huge uh <laughs> the first year we went 2019 i think was their largest year ever and there were like over seventy thousand attendees Ninety, yeah, it was ninety. It was the largest, yeah, um, that Gen Con's ever had. So, like Amber was saying, Gen Con twenty nineteen was our first Gen Con, so we're still relatively new to Gen Con. And I think Alex was not there. Alex was not there. He joined later. And Amber and Jess and myself were there. Yes, I might be saying this too early too, but I'm pretty sure that this group is planning on going to Gen Con like every year for like. Yes. ever <laughs> for like ever so like we're gonna be going to gen con every single year it's it's great it when it's four days of gaming it's actually four days of gaming they game from like and it's also so cost effective that you know like doing this as a trip each year is not crazy you know when you have a group of people that you can go with and you know kind of share accommodations and things like that so oh um, it definitely <laughs> Yeah. And I think as conventions go, it's not that expensive, surprisingly, for the size of the convention that it is. And it's even less when you win passes, you know, like. Yes, that's right. Alex got to go for free. (laughs) I also. Funny like Alex. (laughs) That's right. So half of us got to go for free this year. Alex won a maybe you should tell the story, Alex, or someone else. Alex, this is great. So last year. Cliff notes. Um. There was a stand-up contest. Uh, there was a, a nerd stand-up comedy show, and you could buy either uh, attendee tickets or participant tickets. And I, out of our group, accidentally bought a participant ticket. And uh, so <laughs> after show. they called my name a number of times, I wound up going up and honestly just discussing to the group about my social anxieties and, and things of that sort and uh, they thought hilarious. my they thought it was hilarious they loved it uh and so just had one a of panic the, attack yeah i was gonna say alex was like the best one there and he was legitimately just talking about his everyday pain of life <laughs> and having a panic under attack. the table and hid behind the table curtain and then like pulled the microphone under the table with him <laughs> And it was, it was hysterical. Great. It was hilarious. And uh, yeah, so one of the organizers enjoyed it so much that they gave me a pass, uh, which gave me a free uh, four-day badge for uh, this past year, uh, which <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to tell anybody about that. So, oh, well, well, I mean, a fraction of the extra plane tickets. Now <laughs> you all know. Yeah, it's okay. You we only have like 100, first, 500, folks. maybe 1,000 listeners. Uh, what are the chances yeah. one of them is a Gen Con employee? 
Um, So I also got a free uh, pass this year. I was very lucky to be one of the recipients of Gen Con's uh, grant participation award or grant this year. I don't even actually remember what it's called, Um, but it was a participation grant. Um, They gave it out basically to... I, you know, at first, I don't think I fully understood what it was for, but it was basically, I think, <laughs> for people who are in kind of the gaming industry um, to kind of help encourage kind of spreading the word. And I think part of being on DMs After Dark also got me uh, a free badge, which hopefully mm-hmm. it was great. It really helped. Hopefully we'll get it again next year. I did year. not get the participation award, even though I signed up for it and then told Jess to. <laughs> yeah, I, I signed up for it like 10 minutes before, an hour before. Um, they saw her winging it and they were like, I don't like your speed. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. And uh, Troy also got a free badge this year. Do you want to talk a little bit about yeah, your I get a Yeah, I got a free badge this year because of the wee wee franchise. I recently... Kind of dream come true. You guys know I'm all obsessed with Shadows of Esterin, oh, no. which is a role playing game that is yeah run by uh, Studio Agate. Um, and last summer, I reached out to the group. I had somebody's email from when I purchased a bunch of their products, and they sent me the PDFs. Um, and this was from back in 2019 when I purchased their products at the first Gen Con. And yeah, I just, I sent him an email and I was like, Hey guys, I love your game. I've played, I've been playing a campaign for two plus years with, you know, a close group group of friends. And it's been such an impactful RPG in my life. And I want to be a part of what you guys are doing. So um, anyways, fast forward, got an email response back from Nell, who is the creator of Shadows of Esterin and the CEO of Studio Agate. And he uh, he reached out and said that he loved my energy and my passion and that he would love for me to be a part of their team and a part of their vision. So ever since then, I kind of started working with the studio in a, a limited role. Um, I'm kind of one of three folks that are spearheading the marketing and sales portion of what they're doing in the U.S. because they are based out of France. So this year, they bought my badge to go to Gen Con, and we stayed in this beautiful, beautiful, I mean, ridiculously nice airbnb we had not one not one but two fucking houses that we stayed in and um and it was such an incredible experience i mean we woke up every morning made breakfast together um i I totally blew the Frenchies' minds when I cooked scrambled eggs and bacon grease. They didn't think that this was a thing that could even possibly exist. And uh, yeah, they were super. Uh, it's like welcome to America. Everything in bacon grease. The obesity chart is going up. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it's funny. I made a joke later on, uh, like we were playing a game or something, and I told Nell, I was like, "Yeah, I'd love to make you guys French toast." And he's like, oh, French toast? I'm like, yeah, the American version is the same as the French. We just cook them in bacon grease. <laughs> it was great. But uh, no, I had the I had the the honor and the uh, wonderful opportunity of spending uh, the time at Gen Con this year working with Studio Agate and working the booth and running the booth and all that stuff, too. So um, me versus the rest of the group. Yeah, me versus the rest of the group, we had pretty uh, distinct experiences. So we're going to delve into that a little bit. I This was my first year working Gen Con as a vendor, um, and everybody else was kind of there as a just kind of lay person. 
a yeah, common lay person. Okay, wow. Common folk, if you plug will. Plug your ennies. Plug your ennies. First. Oh, I, th- I think we're oh, talking. Oh, yeah. I think we're talking about uh, Asterin again later. Or do we? We can do it now. Yeah. No, we can talk about that later. Let's let's continue to give kind of a more broad overview, right? We'll for the folks, our, we'll yeah, Troy you. could talk about Asterin all day. So. Yeah. That's yeah. True. That's Did true. we entire time? It's <laughs> true. Our full hour could just be Esteran. <laughs> Do we want to transition to, since Troy mentioned his beautiful Airbnb about us traveling to Gen Con this year, to be fair, yes. uh, we've had, I guess it went okay in past years, but this year has been quite a well, first year was great. The rest of us. <laughs> Dude, first year was great. Yeah. So I think this category here, we're going to, we're going to try to we're going to try to kind of summarize the next 20 minutes That's into like the do's and don'ts. Last year was yeah, good the, as well for accommodation. You know? oh, yeah. This last past year, year was, was the problem. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Gen Con is in Indianapolis. People do travel from all over the world to come to Gen Con. Um, oh, yeah. The hotels the fill up instantly. They overfill instantly. Basically every year. Uh, this year was kind of a fluke or weird one because of COVID, but they're still incredibly expensive. I was just going to say the hotels that are connected to the actual convention are ridiculously expensive. They're like 300, 400, $500 a night. It's crazy. Right. Right. If you get one of those, you could play like 24 hours a day. If you're connected. Also you can take naps in between. games. (laughs) I slept in an exhibition hall on the floor. (laughs) Not all of us can do that. I was like, Jess, make sure nobody attacks me. But, um, so good. Yeah, so your options are like a con hotel, which means you're loaded and or fiscally irresponsible. <laughs> but it probably is. We've never been there, but it's our goal and the envy of the group to one day be a con hotel for at least one Gen Con, just because it's right there. Um, you can pop up, drop off your books instead of, you know, busting your back or your brother's back. My back. <laughs> yeah, you my back. Dozens and dozens of heavy <laughs> RPGs. Um, you can take a quick nap between games. You don't Not have to worry floor. about or carpooling <laughs> or any of that hassle. Um, it's beautiful. We have our eyes on it. One day we'll do it and tell you how it goes. But very expensive. And it fills up super fast. Then there are kind of like a tertiary hotels that are in the downtown area, but not connected. If they're still in the downtown area, they're still very expensive and they still do fill up very quickly. Um, then there are hotels that are outside in neighboring towns and areas. Those are usually open and they, you, you can kind of find them for normal hotel rates. So you can find, you know, your, your, your $69 a night hotel where you're, you know, gambling with the cleanliness and services. Or you could go to like a Marriott or something for 180 a night, um, like normal. And then you can Airbnb. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Which this was our second year Airbnb, to be first fair. First year was fine. To be, yeah, to be fair, the first year was fine. Do well, book your Airbnb early. Only the shit ones are left at the end. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, I booked last year's kind of early too, and it just wasn't great. I think you also kind of have to drop a little bit to get a nice Airbnb. I mean, the last Airbnb was fine though. Like it wasn't luxury. True. No. Was so true couch surfers. long story short, the Airbnb that everybody else had booked, the was first one was a fucking nightmare. But yeah, that um, first Airbnb was disgusting. We fled. We fled. Mm-hmm. We fled to another B&B that was old and all right, but. 
It, it listen though, it wasn't all just sheer terror and and horrific, you know, nightmares. Because insert the Frenchies, they saved the they day. Were awesome, yeah, the Frenchies were so, so great, dude. So first of all, I I kind of sort of apologize, but also kind of sort of not. I keep referring to the Studio Agate team collectively as the Frenchies, even though really only one of them is French. Out of. <laughs> the other ones are from like Italy and Ireland and Ukraine and all this stuff. But they and were in Jersey. Chicago. <laughs> yeah, in New Jersey. Yeah, fucking New Jersey. Yeah, Illinois, Chicago. Yeah. But we're all Frenchies at hearts, right? So uh, but but anyhow, they they saved the day. It was great. We after Gen Con, after we were done with the vendor hall, which closed at six, which was kind of a saving grace for me because it allowed me to play a couple of games. Um, but after we were done with that, usually our group would go out, get some food, go out for some drinks, and then we'd head back to the the room, um, the Airbnb, and we would just fucking hang out all day. Oh, and I had the opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. And then like my and then my friends would, you know, freeload off of us and it was great for everybody involved. So I was whipping up cocktails from my Esterin book that I'm working on. They were drinking the cocktails. It was fantastic. Kent talked to a girl. It was wonderful. It was really good. So (laughs) Kent, you want to elaborate on that at all? (laughs) Not really. I was just gonna say this silence is accurate. <laughs> I I did see it, so I can attest that it did in fact happen. You fucking yeah, you took a picture of it. I did. Yeah. I did. I did take a picture. Of it. I have it. I have the picture. No, you I'll forward it. Uh, we'll, we're gonna post it on the. Uh, no, we're the not. Site, uh, of the podcast. Um, in addition to other uh, photos that we have, uh, like. Uh, gravy boat uh-huh. photos and, and oh things. no this yeah. is obviously this is obviously the episode where we get sued that's i'm just saying obviously this would be rainy and christian the adults rainy and christian did a great job yeah they did but no it was a good time so i guess yeah we talked accommodations let's talk food real quick well, i so, i'll start ahead. i'll start because mine's quick um i didn't eat anything from sun up to sundown next boom oh perfect <laughs> perfect no, one time I brought you noodles. One time you brought me noodles That's as right, I was in Island the midst noodles. of starving to death. I we <laughs> ate with you in Studio Agate like three times. Like we yeah, all had dinner after, after, after sundown. After sundown. After sundown, after yeah. sundown Alex. Yeah. When my body was dying. I guess, but... he, so... Even though we offered to bring you all food to the vendor hall, you just it was just radio silence. I was busy slinging stuff, bro. That's right. We've got it. Yeah, next year we've got it. We're going to cover Troy and the Frenchies next year. So I would say the 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 thing you want to take out of of what Troy's statement was is if you know someone that's a vendor or if you if you if you make a relationship with someone that's a vendor because they go over a lot of stuff with you and you you form a relationship, bring them food, they will appreciate it. I'll fucking love you. Have uh, you know forever bonds with that person? Maybe they'll even give you a discount. I don't know, um, <laughs> but you will only know when you find out when you try. Kind of backtracking a little bit, talking about Gen Con. Maybe we should generally overview what is at Gen Con, right? So we talked about Gen Con is a four day gaming event. There's tons of 
games, right? Games. From Pathfinder, D and D, along with like small vendors and things like that. There's games. That's where we found a lot of the RPGs that I think our group has kind of found. So Troy actually found Shadows of Esther in our very first Gen Con. We had never heard of it before until we played it there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a wide variety of games. There, this is a vendor hall that we've touched based on a little bit that, you know, all the vendors are there selling things from like dice to um, their games, board games. There's also demos that you can play that they'll kind of show you demos of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's also Catan before it released, right? Catan. That was first year we were there. They had the Starfarers Catan before it released to the public. We got to demo it. That was pretty fun. So. There are like seminars, there's like discussions, there's like kind of teaching events, there's like Gen Con 101, there's DMing 101 that I try to go to every single year. <laughs> LARP. There's LARP. There's LARP, that's right. I, I remember seeing a post, they needed volunteers to be medics for the LARP event. Oh, and I was like, cool. I could be a cleric in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, did hmm. you have to be an EMT to do it? Or were they trying yes. to get like, me- yes. okay. Never mind. Yeah, I you actually had to have medical experience. Clerics, and I was like, oh, I no, 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 like an e- no, like someone who actually attends to the guy that got his head smashed in with like a fucking duct tape broadsword. <laughs> there are uh, yeah. cosplay competitions. There are um, shows. We actually went to a show this year. Yeah, went- it was awesome. Yeah, there are a couple shows. There are also some live streams. There are also some like live podcasts that are recorded. So there's like a wide variety of things. There's also the auction, which we haven't gone to yet. Um, this is only our, what, third year at Gen Con. We've only touched maybe like half or 60% of what's there. Yeah, um, like tournaments, like trading yes. card tournaments or yep. scrimmage game tournaments and things of that sort. So lots of those. So we could, tournaments. Oh my God. Yes. We're, we have to do that one day. MTG. Yeah. They, they had MTG. Uh, yep. Yeah. We did that yeah. one year. <laughs> Remember no, when there, we did there's the, a lot of stuff. Release tournament one. <laughs> I, basically, I, I, long story short is no matter what your nerd fix is, you'll find it at Gen Con and it, and even if you don't find the specific thing you're looking for, you'll find stuff that's close enough where if you have just a smidge of extroversion, you'll be you'll make friends, you'll meet people. Um, it's a great networking event if you're there on a professional level. Um, my first year working with Studio Agate, I got to meet all kinds of really cool people. Um, I had, you know, dinner with uh, one of the head guys at um, the hell's the name yeah. of that company. Chaosium. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, I got to meet like just tons of cool people. Got to meet one of the head writers for Polygon. Um, and just it, again, great networking opportunity. Dragon Shield met a really cool guy that works there with Dragon Shield, the guys that make the card sleeves for Magic the Gathering and all that stuff. Um, so great opportunity to network, um, find new games that you enjoy and just new things that you enjoy, and you know, spend time with other people that are interested in the things that you like. So I think speaking of new games, do we want to segue into a couple of the games that we played that we really enjoyed? No, I, I think I, let's not go there yet. Uh, the show we went to, very important, was oh, the yeah. burlesque, burlesque, D20 Burlesque. It was amazing. It was so fun. It was hilarious. The performers were super fun. The audience was super fun. Everybody was just very respectful and just having a great time. And it was hilarious and awesome. And I highly recommend it. Yeah. In case you got didn't- naked. Oh, God. <laughs> in case you didn't catch that that was nerd burlesque kent got naked we'll probably go again one of these years 
next year one year one year one of these years i'm going every year that i can get oh never mind we're going maybe every year (laughs) this is our first year actually making it we it sold out i think the first two years it sold out the first year um i don't know if they had it the second Uh, year because it was last year because it was like mid covid like the very like the first time conventions opened during covid uh so like they they it was really held back like our first year it was like like we said, it was 90,000 people. I know. We got the second s- year was like 30,000. Yeah, 50, it was a third, bro. I was it just going to say, wild. just our luck that we found Gen Con and then COVID uh, hit and, and yeah. it was canceled. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. How did you guys remember how we even found out about Gen Con? I was trying to think back and remember. And Probably I have no idea. Talk about it on Critical Role. I was going to say, I, I think it was because of Critical Role, but I can't because remember. You were obsessed with Critical Role and you're like, the live show is going to be at Gen Con. Let's go to Indianapolis yeah. to see Critical Role. That sounds about right. <laughs> and I did. I saw them. I was like, I don't know about seeing, I'm not going to pay that. The, it was expensive. I was like, I'm not going to pay that to go to a live show, but I will go to Gen Con. Yeah. I would, pay, I would pay that for a live show of DMs After Dark, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. We probably well, I mean, if we ever got that expensive, that would be amazing. Honestly, like Venmo is five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is what we are. If you give me money to buy a sandwich, I will love you. Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah we <laughs> Actually, take, yes. We take Cash App, we take Cash App and EBT as well. <laughs> yeah. wow. so that, that plug in there, huh? Yeah. But that that first Gen Con was amazing. It was such Fucking a good experience. Awesome. We had no idea what we were doing, like no at cool. all. We like they no think- tickets ahead of time. We have like no names. Yeah. Everything there, day of, don't do that. That's Gen Con, don't. <laughs> yeah. So but it we worked have, out well the first time. Because we found Esther and just happened to have four yeah. seats open. We were like, what's this? No idea. It has four seats open. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I, I kind of forgot about, and even though uh, it, it's something that we plan to do eventually, it's called True Dungeon. It is a big thing it is live action role-playing adventure like it, it's it's a larp it they go all out uh they have they do conventions all across the united states and i think in other countries as well oh shit i didn't realize that they did anything other than gen con i thought they oh, just no, did gen con they're huge the sure. one isn't it gen con it is it is a very expensive to do like, right I think like just to to try it, it. I think this last year it was like eighty bucks. Was, was it that much? Okay. Yeah, I think it was like eighty dollars. Yeah. And it is, but it it didn't it take place in the Indianapolis Colts Stadium though, Ken? Yeah. Like it, the last year it, that we it, went, which is it, kind of a it, it, kick it, it, in the it, it, face to all the jocks that threw us in yeah. lockers when we were little. <laughs> Shit, I don't even know. Con takes over the Lucas Oil Stadium. And mm-hmm. the stadium has under like in the bowels of it is the true dungeon. They have like five or six rooms, I think, down there. And on the on the fields is the game's library where you can go and just like pick up a board game from their uh, from their big collection and just go and play. Find uh, find a group. It's pretty good. 
Oh, you know, that actually reminds me too that there are like open gaming areas as well. So like we sign up for things beforehand and we've gotten better about that over the years. But there are places where they just have open tables where a DM can just kind of sit down and they have like a marker letting them letting people know that they have players and people can just go in and play. Yeah, they're in the hotels yeah. and they're I believe they're 24 hours um, also. So like you can but if you buy a game and you there's a cone system. So like That's it's a it it's a there's a, like an orange cone if you're looking for players and a yellow cone if you're looking for a DM and then no cone if you're all set, obviously. Yeah, we didn't even mention really that we I mean, we talked a little bit in terms of the amount of people, how massive this convention is. But the convention takes place in the convention center. Like Kent was saying, the Lucas Oil Stadium as well, and like five or six hotels and their conference halls. All it's, the connected ones, yeah. It's it's intense. Yeah, it's well spread out. If you feel like um, if you've ever been like Anime Boston or anything like that, mm. where it's just like nut to butt packed people just everywhere. <laughs> Did you just say nut to butt packed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes. That that is the technical well. and accurate mm. term. Thank yeah. you. Correct. <laughs> um Con is huge tons of people go there but it is spread out over a large area um yeah people yes. crowded at the food trucks but like the actual halls and game rooms and stuff are much better managed than that it is it is fairly spread out yeah i would say the only time it's ever really really crowded too is like opening hour or opening minute getting into the vendor hall that's also a little bit crowded <laughs> but I'm like, for the vendors <laughs> I got him. <laughs> so do we? So do we want to talk a little bit about advice or like to do or like tips for Gen Con in our three years of experience? I think, I think so. the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I have to offer is what we ran into this year and a little bit last year, which is um, signing up ahead of time for events. Yeah. So. Check your emails because Gen Con coordinates with you and communicates with you via email. That's their primary mode of contact. So after you buy your badge or whatever, they send you periodic updates on like, um, health and safety, you know, recommendations for like mask mandates and, um, you know, what to expect and that kind of stuff. And one of the things that they do is they have a release date and time for when you can sign up for events. I think it's, it's like literally a countdown. Two like, months before. Um, yeah, I think it's it like happens a ways in advance. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's it happens a ways in advance, but it's literally a countdown, like the ball dropping in Times Square. And as soon as it hits zero, you can click on an event and you can get a ticket for it. So start clicking before because that's what Jess did, and that's what yeah. she got like seventy eighth in place. I did seventy eighth, yeah. and like everyone else was in like two thousand. <laughs> yep. But you get access to the catalog like a month before the sign up, so you yes. can put things in your wish list, which is yep. the best part of it. So yeah, because so otherwise put everything you get this in there. thing and it's just full. It's crazy. Right. So put yep. everything in your wish list, and also if you're going to go with a group of people, if there's let's say hypothetically there's four of you, right? All <laughs> four of you need to put that you each want oh, four tickets for all of these events. I'm giving you exclusive content, guys. All four of you need to put that you want four tickets for the event. And that way, when that clock counts down, you all just start clicking that fucking cursor like a madman. Yeah, and then whoever, number, we'll yeah, but whoever you have to... has the earliest queue number, if you are lucky enough to get four tickets to that game, the rest of you can immediately then cancel the other tickets. And you don't get charged anything. It opens it back up for other folks that want to play. But that's the best way to ensure that your entire group gets to play a game together. That's the only way to do it. So... 
as long as yeah. everyone has the funds to be able to pay for all of the tickets. Because if you have one person that's like, I got $16 on my debit card, you know, like you get right. to the top of the queue and that you're not buying anything. Yeah. Uh, you right. know, so. And yeah. then also, you know, you have to trust that the people that you do that with uh, have the, the proper priorities or a bunch of seminars might knock out other tickets. Uh, yeah. you right. know, wow. Somebody wanted to take Knitting 101, you know? So. I didn't yes. sign up for that one, but it was on my wish list and low. <laughs> 101 again for the eighth year in a I row. I did. Okay. I like seminars, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was going to be high on the list. I really thought I was going to be like 2,000, 5,000. Which is, which is a matter of fractions of a second, a second. by it's the way. True. It's true. Yeah. The person that gets 70 and the person that gets 2,000 literally clicks the button like a third of a second apart yeah. that's yeah. that's how that works it's it's fucking madness have a good hashtag team chaos yeah yeah have a good internet, good internet connection that's true so here um, let's talk let's talk travel let's talk transportation wait, wait, wait before we get there one more thing about tickets and games also pay the extra ten dollars have your badge mailed to you i was just gonna say that the will call line is absolutely insane it's like i would not i would not be surprised if it were like three quarters of a mile long literally yeah it unless is so long, pay 10 bucks don't stand in that line unless you're a vendor <laughs> oh, oui, yeah. oui. or work for studio studio i get <laughs> yeah oh, oui, oui, for sure get your stuff mailed i mean and also um like we we did a lot to sign up for things like as soon as it dropped but they continue to release games and they continue to have more games all throughout until the, yeah. the actual day of the convention. So That's like true. our first year we were talking about this, we did not sign up for anything. We didn't sign up for anything. We had no clue what we were doing, but we got to walk into a whole bunch of games and it was great and spontaneous and we found a lot of great new games. Um, yes. Our second year, we made the mistake of getting games individually and we were all split up, but that was really cool to be able to maybe play with new people. Mm -hmm. um and i would say as another tip just try something new right like there's always a ton there there's pathfinder but this is a chance to play so many different games that are out there which is kind of what we're yeah. doing games after play the indie games play the indie games they're so cool yeah and mm -hmm. we'll get yeah. a little bit into the games that we played later but do we have anything else for tips and advice I, I think i do think there's one can you go ahead and then i'll go ahead yeah can you go ahead then i'll go ahead to do like to try uh usually in i forget, i think it's like the west end of the indianapolis convention center they hold super robo rally yes. which is something that we we saw the for our first year and w been wanting to do it every year but jess's seminars knocked uh knocked it off the course for us my um, seminars did not do anything i put them at the <laughs> bottom of my priority <laughs> Uh-huh. Like thing in the swear. world is to play Robo Rally with me. <laughs> he yeah. loves it. He loves it, guys. Next so, year, we will be sure our priorities are linked up the way we all want them to be. Robo Rally, yes. Super Robo Rally is awesome because they, they built Lego robots that you use on a, I think it's like a 15 by 15 foot board. And it's amazing. And they just beat like the shit out of each other. So. And you play yeah, it was Ken. Yeah, it was also a little more expensive too. So, yeah, but that that is too one of those things that we would like to try eventually. Yeah, right for sure. I guess uh, the last piece of advice that I I wanted to offer is from an exhibitor standpoint. 
So one of the things that we saw um, is all, all of the, yeah yeah food and water is great. No, um, all of the um, so there's a flow. There's a traffic flow for people that are purchasing products at Gen Con. There's a massive exhibition hall. It's fucking humongous, and it has hundreds, if not thousands, of different vendors that are there. And each of these vendors do multiple different things, right? Some of them make all different RPGs, like Studio Agate has three different RPGs that they're doing. Um, some of them make dice and dice bags and accessories. Some of them do um, music accessories that you can download for your games that you have and all this other stuff, like, like Sirenscape. We met some of the folks from there that were amazing. Um, but anyhow, my advice would be the theme that I or the kind of the general trend that I noticed is the first day, Thursday of the convention and also Friday, because a lot of people buy just the weekend pass, which I think is well, I think it's Saturday and Sunday, but yeah. I noticed that a lot of people were just kind of browsing the first day, which is fine. And that's kind of to be expected because there's a ton of stuff to see. Yep. But everybody's kind of browsing the first day. The second day, a lot of people are browsing that played games really heavy on the first day and didn't get to go to the vendor hall. And then Saturday was just a mad rush of people buying stuff. It was insane. And from someone who was working one of the vendor uh, areas... It was to the point where I couldn't give enough attention to everybody that was interested in the products to talk to them about it because there were so many people that were there constantly. Mm -hmm. So my advice would be one of two things. Either when you get there your first day, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, really commit some time to the vendor hall. See what you're looking to get. If you find something that you love, just buy it then and there versus coming back and getting it later. Stop. The other option would be the other option would be is break up the entire vendor hall into your entire stay. Like Sunday was a lot slower than I anticipated it would be for actual sales. If you spend an hour or two hours a day, all four days that you're there, whether it's breaks in between games that you're playing or whatnot, if you do that, you'll be able to have a thorough look over of the vendor hall without being rushed. And you can write down everything that it is that you want to buy. And then, you know, Sunday afternoon, couple hours before close, few hours before close, you can buy anything that it is that you're looking for. The only thing about that is you risk the vendor being out of that product. Especially but that's kind of really popular. Take pictures of what you want right. to buy when you're browsing. So like that, even yeah. if they sell out later, you can order them from drive through the or the vendor's website. Yep. Right. Yes. So that, that would be my advice from not just from a vendor standpoint, but also from a consumer standpoint, right? If you're purchasing product, try not to go with the flow. Purchase stuff on the first day. If you find something you love, just purchase it. I mean, worst case scenario, you support a company that does something that you're passionate about and you get, you know, an introduction to a new game or a new system or something like that. That's not, that's not bad. That's not the end of the world. I waste money on way stupider shit than that all the time. So, um, you know, it, buy it if you like it or don't just do it all in one day. Spread it out. That's my advice. Um, I, my first Gen Con, I, I was when I got the big RPG grant for the library. I got $6,000 to build an RPG collection at the public library I work at. Um, and I went to Gen Con and I like lit my credit card on fire buying things. Um, if you are buying things for a good cause, for a nonprofit, for public use, um, for community gaming like that, um, let the vendors know. Every single vendor that I told, I have a, I got a, fed, I got a federal grant to buy RPGs for the library, like the public library. Um, they were, they were so thrilled to hear that, like, community gaming and libraries were getting involved in that. 
these people are so kind. They want nothing more than to support causes like community gaming and bringing people together from different backgrounds and sharing and discovering shared interests. Um, they gave me so much free stuff to, they, they donated to the collection. It was just really heartwarming and amazing. All of these vendors are super cool people. Half of the vendors I talked to told me a story about how when they were a kid, they were raised at the library, basically, you know, like that was their safe place. That was their home. That was where they read the Dragonlance novels. That was where they found their passions in science fiction or fantasy or whatever it is. Played RuneScape. So, just a shout out to all those people. Um, yeah, yeah. Played play RuneScape. Insert I need money in the dance emoji. <laughs> Every single one I've met is a very cool person. Um, and they... They'll give you their card. They're interested in working with you on programming or if there's anything they can do to support those kinds of initiatives. Um, super cool. So do talk to them. <laughs> yeah. And I, so I have a couple of tips um, as yeah. well. Uh, well, one is about food. I don't know if we're separating that. Set no, no. Do it now. Okay. So, food. all right. So, well, one, uh, going on the vendors, I will also say that there were a few things that I tried to purchase uh, midway on Saturday that had already been sold out. So yeah, I can I can attest to the fact that like, you know, if you wait till Saturday, you know, <laughs> done, you know. Um, you got to really figure out what's popular. Uh, yeah. I will also kind of just say, uh, Gen Con <laughs> does have their own Discord. Uh, you can look that up, find it, join up. I, I did that this year, and it helps a little bit. Like, they have a whole section of, like, Ask a Veterans, like, tips and tricks all that stuff so they do deactivate it for a few months though um i think from like the end of the year until like april or something like that yeah, uh, they, so these fucking guest like, speakers doing their homework i know fucking gross we're, we're a part of it it's not homework it's just things that we do uh, yeah it was it was gross. helpful part of the like, community okay yeah it was it was helpful like during gen con as well to have the discord yeah yeah, yeah. Not that I was in it, but our, our guests were <laughs> um so so my my couple of tips are uh one if you if you are playing in a game, like if you play any of the games, or if you're planning on purchasing something that you know that you like and there happen to be games available for it, try and play those because I want to say at more than half of the games that we played, they gave us coupons at the end where we could present those at the vendor tables and get discounts. I did it on like three different things that I got. Um, you know, I used the, the vouchers that they gave us and I got a discount. So, um, you know, if there's something that you know that you like, like, and you have the time slot and there's a game available, like, first off, if you know you're going to like it, there's no downside there. And then at the end of it, they might give you a coupon to make it cheaper for you to buy as well. So like, just, you know, uh, as a thing there. Um, and then the second thing I was going to say, and that is about food, which I know we talked about some, you know, feeding the vendors as much as possible, but there is the, food truck invasion uh out front of gen con which has like a rotating uh you know setup of different food trucks you know they change uh, yeah yeah and um but it is very busy there's very little the, the only places to sit are the stairs which have absolutely no shade so it's it's hot yeah. and surface of the sun yeah yep. so what i will say what i did so everybody else in the group either didn't eat because they were in the vendor hall or they went to the food trucks <laughs> and it took them forever to order, to get their food, and then they sat in the heat. I separated from them. I took a five minute walk. There is so much in a five minute walk from the, from the convention center. There's a Panera. There's a Five Guys. There's a ramen shop. There's, there's a bunch, there's, there's an entire mall across the street from the convention center that has an entire food court with a bunch of really cool stuff. Like there was an A&W in there. Yeah, and there's an A&W. Like, 
tons of tons of good good food you know like again you know <laughs> it's it's not like you're getting anything you know like when you're doing the food trucks you know it's not like you're you know like we're not all looking for you know uh three course meals here or anything but you know that you five minute walk race. i walked five minutes i got my food in two minutes i sat down i ate it i went back to the convention center and they were still just like waiting for their food to come out so right. that is one thing if noodles is always worth it though and the yeah. noodles is delicious they're so good yeah, but so, you know, go for, you know, what what suits your fancy, but, uh, you know, if, if it's not busy, go for the food trucks because they're right there and, you know, a lot of it's really good. Um, I'm not trying to downplay any of the quality of the food at the food trucks, um, but if you're not wanting, you know, if you're like me and the crowds just, like, make your heart beat, like, three times as fast, you know, then go to go to Five Guys, you know? Everybody likes their fries, so. <laughs> Add some atherosclerosis to the combination. Guess what food shouldn't they buy? Wait, shouldn't they buy? I was just going to say, hear me out. Could they what you could also do yeah. is you could pack your own lunch. So that yeah, way. Don't eat Jess's peanut butter fucking sandwiches. Jess's fucking well. peanut butter sandwiches. Brought to you Die. by the Sahara fucking desert. I'm just saying, if you bring your own like lunch and dinner, then you don't have to leave the convention. You can attend more <laughs> seminars and you don't have to wait in line for an hour or walk somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is also there is also a way. So <laughs> there are those Lime and and Uber scooters everywhere. Is there anything else we wanted to talk about before we talk about the games we played? We've gone this whole time and we haven't talked. Oh, Ken. Yes. So uh, another tip trick. Uh, every year they have. I still have it with me. They have coupon books that have all sorts of coupons for whatever you really want. And they also have the Gen Con guides that, especially for the vendor hall, it has a great overview of the vendor hall. So you can kind of plan out where you want to go, see uh, what vendors you want to see. And that'll help you figure out what vendors you want to go to first and whatnot. Also, if you're not looking to buy something that's like super popular, right, uh, that's being released at Gen Con or whatever. And like, there's like a board game you want to pick up, and there's a rather large gaming company there that is selling it. Wait until Sunday, like last hour, because a lot of those do uh, uh, have discounts. Like, I think I bought Zombicide for like thirty percent off this past Gen Con. Yeah, they don't want to pack that shit back up. (laughs) Exactly, they have to pack it up and then ship it somewhere and things like that. So they're willing to sell things at a discount on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely ones that they have like a surplus of it, you know, yeah, that would, or something that you're like contemplating, but you're like, eh, I would, I would do it if there was a 30% discount, like, <laughs> then yeah, perfect things for Sunday. Yep, here you are. Anything else perfect. for tips, Kent? Um, that's all the tips I say. Uh, Alex, do you have something else? Um, there are lime scooters everywhere that you can rent if you're willing to ride a scooter. I'm the only person from our, our group that has ever, like, when Kyle went with us, uh, he rode scooters with me, but no one else has ever ridden a scooter with me. Uh, but you can, you, when I said a five to seven minute walk to some of those places, it's a minute and a half if you take a, a lime scooter. Um, and, uh, park unless just, you <laughs> next yeah, year, just, next um, year, Alex, I'll, I'll scooter with you. Be careful you. with, uh, be careful with, Make sure you're looking where you're going, because if you're trying to play around on a scooter and, you know, do some weird thing because your friend's watching you, you may end up crashing into uh, a a uh, 
a stop sign and bending the stop sign uh, significantly and and. They have you this is no admission. Oh yeah, there's no. This is no admission of guilt. This can't be used against me. But I, I messed up that scooter too. Um, that was in 2021. <laughs> so, um, so do not, do not tell your friend Jack. I feel like I'm flying and look back at him because you will crash into a sign. <laughs> so, oh man, good memories, good memories. Mm. Transportation. <laughs> All right, we. I hate I hate to be this guy because it's against the, every fiber of my being. But we are coming up on uh, you know, know the end of our session here. Let's let's close with a couple games that we really enjoyed, and uh, then we'll kind of do an outro. Yeah, yeah. So we played games from all over. We don't need to talk about all of them, but we did like Wander Home, Bluebeard's Bride again this year. Um, Dread, which I know we'll talk about a little bit. Um, Nowhereville. What was the carnival one? Uh, Crossroads Carnival, which we will, which I will be DMing on DMs After Dark soon-ish. Yep. Uh, we played Good Strong Hands. I'm trying to think, was that all of them? We were lucky enough that we got into we did most Dread of as well. We we, yeah, did, we did a lot of games. We were playing some games from like morning till night. You know, we played Dread until like two o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah, we pretty so, yeah. much had like one or two like big games per day. Yeah. And that's really all. If you play one, they some most games are four hours long each at yeah. Con. So don't overload your schedule. Don't feel like you need to play like three games a day. You might like die, and you won't be able to do other things. Like even one game a day, that's great. Like you're you're doing great. You get one good game a day. Yeah. All you need for a great experience. All right, what do we want to highlight? Dread. <laughs> yeah, I Dread think was my favorite it. game of this year's Gen Con. Uh, it was run by Windmill Gaming Company, who are involved in the creation of the game. They have a Patreon. For $5, you can get all of their amazing Dread scenarios. And they're so oh, good. And all of their future ones on Patreon. Sorry, Amber, I wanted to quit. Just sorry for interrupting. I wanted to point out, apparently Dread is a big thing in the gaming community because they received a lot of flack for not going to the company that made Jenga um, and asking them to use their products to create this game. So they've kind of been like blacklisted from the gaming community in certain sectors, which is interesting. I don't know more about it, but like, look it up if you're interested. Uh, Dread was amazing. Yeah, I believe that. I don't know if it might be public domain now for the the block, you know, uh, concept, you know, so it might not even be like a huge, you know, Jenga thing. I know it just has bro trying to get that you can play it with any woodblock game that has this many blocks. Like, (laughs) right, right. Yeah, so this was our first time for all of us playing Dread. Um, we've heard a lot about it. It was very intense. We um, we all got to play this year, and it was super intense. Um, and they're all, like Amber was saying, the, the company that sets up their scenarios, they're all really amazing. They set up the characters really well and the situation really, really well. Our DMs for both sides, I know I wasn't with you guys, but my DM was amazing, and I could tell that you guys oh, loved yeah. your DMs. Oh, yeah, I love them. And incredible it's a, dms it's a really good system for being able to play with a large group of people and not have to worry about uh too much like mechanics wise um you know because it, it is a much simpler you know it, it focuses a lot more on the rp and, and it, it gives that it gives that extra level of kind of the uh the good anxiety of you know yep. of a, a horror type uh you know concept so it's it, true it's and i was amazed that it went with eight people like i i did not think it would go well yeah. but it, it did it went really very well smoothly with- yeah yeah the, the more people, the, the faster the tower's coming down, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Stressful. The, the, the character sheets for the game are a 
fifteen question, thirteen question, question, or uh, it's a it's a questionnaire. Questionnaire. This guy, this guest fucking speaker, having character sheets ready. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> yes, we will I be playing. We'll be playing Dread for DMs After Dark at the end of October. Troy is coming out to visit in Rhode Island, so we'll all be in person. And we will have an in-person session of Dread for you all to watch. Um, for those of you who don't know, it uses uh, like a Jenga tower or a tumbling tower, a woodblock tower, if you will, um, as the mechanic resolution. So whenever you want to do anything, the Game Master is going to tell you how many blocks you have to pull to succeed. When the tower falls person who knocked over dies <laughs> so it's very high stakes and it gets very tense as you can imagine and there's a little more to it than that but we'll go over that in the actual dread session it, it was either like the person who knocks it over or the last per- it was the last person to touch the tower right because yeah, you so. could say you could sacrifice yourself if you see it falling or you think it's going to fall you could push it over and save the other person that's true no not if it's starting to fall if it's starting to fall whoever touched it last like it, that's your problem there are a gotcha. lot of fun you can't mechanics. make a pull without knocking over. It might be time to make a noble sacrifice. So tune right. into that episode to find out more about <laughs> dread. Uh, let's let's highlight the uh, what we all affectionately know as the, the drowning game. Oh the drowning gosh. game, as the Frenchies labeled it, the drowning game. Uh, this game is called Deep Sea Adventures, and it is a very simple mini game. It's got a single submarine token that's maybe six inches by five inches. No. Um, you got these little tiny, like, people tokens. It's like two by three at most. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm talking, it's the size of deck of cards. This is a pocket game. Fit it in your purse and take it with you. It is a, it is, as, uh, as Marion said, it is a micro miniature board game. Yes. And you micro can fit miniature it in your board pocket. game. That is how and small it is, it is for children and family. <laughs> and yes, I I played it with my daughters. Uh, you know, my five year old, my seven year old. But not the together. way he played it with us. That would have I been did very not. I did there not. There was a no. lot of yelling. <laughs> yeah, they, there's I, a lot I, of stress. I allowed them to take the helm, and I. Uh, <laughs> this you know, is mostly not. cash. <laughs> but it, it, you are very like, greedy. <laughs> oxygen is for closers. <laughs> but it's it's very good for a drinking game because you know the you can play it with small children or drunk adults and it's the equivalent, you know. Same uh, thing, yeah. Out, yeah. It was um, the, so stressful. The pre- the premise of the game is is more or less um you're a group of however many people and there is a line of treasure that descends from your submarine. And as the treasure, as you go deeper, the treasure increases in value. And you have a finite amount of oxygen on the submarine. <laughs> and as everybody sharing that pool. <laughs> and everyone shares that pool of oxygen. And you roll dice to see how far you travel. And no one uses any oxygen until the very first person picks up treasure. And once that happens, the fucking clock starts. And then it's just a mad race to grab as much treasure as you can and get back to the submarine. And more often than not, no one gets back and everyone dies because the more treasure you're carrying, the slower you move and, and everybody's a greedy asshole and the more oxygen you use. It's it's a great game. It's a wonderful game. Yeah. It holds up yeah. a mirror to human nature. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It's it's, it's very fun. So. Uh, so we have about five minutes left. Is there any other games that we want to touch upon? And then maybe we can just talk really quickly about what we love about Gen Con. We can do anything together as a community, folks. 
All right. Do we want to talk really quickly then about what we love about Gen Con or maybe even yes. what we're excited for next year? But I think mostly we should end on what 30 it is seconds that we love each about person. Gen Con. 30 seconds each person. Jess, go. Boom. Oh, gosh. Um, no, do me last. No, no, no. Or not me last. Um, oh, gosh. What do I, you know, I have just kind of loved it as something. Fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. You know, I have just kind of loved it as something that our group has been able to do kind of every year. I'm looking forward to that. This is like kind of a tradition that we're going to have um, where we can just go play good games. And I like that it's just time set aside for we're like intensely doing tabletop RPGs as much as I like to say them. <laughs> Perfect. I love playing brand new games that I have never played before. One of the easiest ways for me to learn how to run a new game is to play it first. So. Things that I run on DMs After Dark, I demoed at Gen Con. I played it there first. Um, so that is what I love at Gen Con. About the whole experience of Gen Con, I also really love just having the chance to like road trip with two of my best friends and meet up with other friends that I never get to see and just spend time with them beyond the con back at the Airbnb or having food or going to a party afterward. It's just super nice to be able to see old friends and current friends and make new ones in like a through a shared passion yeah it's been a great experience every year so far who's next awesome i'll go next and also whoever goes last does the outro fyi perfect our guests are gonna do our outro yes we are let's do it our guests should do the chaos hashtag team chaos so my absolute favorite thing about gen con is I, as someone who is aggressively extroverted, it is meeting, <laughs> it is meeting incredible new people and hearing their stories and hearing their adventures that they've gone through in life and with RPGs and their connection to this really close knit community. So it's meeting people from all different walks of life that come together to do this common thing that I am so deeply passionate about and that I love. And that is my favorite part about Gen Con, period. Hashtag Frenchies. Whoever's next, go. Kent, you better jump on it. I do enjoy myself the vendor hall. I do spend at least some time, part of all four days, going to the vendor hall, buying stuff. Uh, I am a dice goblin. I get yelled at all the time for uh, buying more dice. Yeah, no more dice, Kent. I don't want dice. I dice this year. I got a set of dice from when I pur- purchased something and I got yelled at for it. Uh, um but i I just like going walking around gen con like there's games literally happening everywhere like in the halls uh there's people playing the games they just bought like right outside the vendor hall on the floors there's uh just gamers everywhere it's just great to see Alex. All right, Alex. All right. So, take um, it home, baby. I would say the things that I I like most um is honestly I I know Disney World has their whole happiest place on earth, but the with the level of inclusivity and acceptance and just joy and fun that everyone has, I want to say like Gen Con to me like you can like outwardly see how happy everyone is. There's always like you know laughter or like you know cheering. Like there's just. You, you never really see any negative, you know, like, attitudes around Gen Con. And that's just something that's, like, I, I really like and I really enjoy. Um, to their credit, Gen Con has worked hard and changed over the last few years to get there. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's not something that doesn't come without, you know, like, them working at it. It's not yeah. like it just, you know, happened naturally, although, you know, it still is good. Um, No, but I, I enjoy um, playing a lot of the games that are around, um, you know, like new games. They've got a whole playtest hall, but uh, we, we haven't really done that. But just, you know, trying out new systems that I can bring into my home games and that things that I can I can bring home uh, is just like the, the best part. You know, once a year I load up on a whole bunch of new content and then I play it. So that would be my thing and then uh since i have the privilege of by kent uh, stepping in front of doing the outro um i would like to thank you all for joining us on this episode of uh modified roles uh discussing gen con and all of the things that we enjoyed and and tips tricks and hints uh of, of how we've done gen con the past couple of years Holy uh, Alex, go! join join us uh on on friday yes, for uh dms after dark you. on twitch and also uh if we have any other types of social media go ahead and join it yes. uh, uh we will see you all on the next uh episode of modified roles Sounds for yeah. TV.